Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to see all of you out here. It's amazing, and I'm really excited that we're actually having a church picnic. And on top of that, we are actually here worshiping together in the outdoors and in a park. You know, back in the day, we used to have a ministry called Rock FM, and they used to host all of our church picnics. And we kind of took a break, and so for the last 10 years, we really haven't had a church picnic. But I'm happy to say we're having one right now. And over the years, people have asked, when are we going to have a picnic? When are we going to have a picnic? Well, finally, today is that day. And so, praise God, we're here not only having a picnic, but we're worshiping together. We are currently in a sermon series called Come and See. And in this series, we are looking at stories where God met his people and showed his amazing love to them. These same three words, come and see, are also Jesus' invitation to experience life with him. And, and Jesus did not turn away the crowds or individuals. Instead, he loved those who came into contact with him, comforting them in their darkest struggles and meeting their heart's deepest desires. Through these love stories, we will learn to do likewise, to love others so that they feel loved. And today, we will see how Jesus loved others through acts of hospitality. So this morning, my story for us to come and see is from John chapter 21, verses 9 to 17. So if you have your Bibles and your Bible apps, you can follow along as I read from chapter 21. And first, I'm going to read verses 9 to 14, and later I'll read verses 15 to 17 from chapter 21. So starting with verse 9. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged a net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. And that is the word of the Lord. In this passage from John 21, I will highlight three observations. First, Jesus showed his love to his disciples by providing food for them. Some call that hospitality. I mean, who doesn't like to eat? Go ahead and raise your hand. Now, if any of you answered that question in the affirmative and you raised your hands, that means there's going to be more cow beef for me and Frank later. Verse 12 is one of my favorite verses. Jesus said to the disciples, come and have breakfast. Breakfast is my favorite kind of food. I mean, who doesn't like to eat breakfast food any time of the day? So, the next time you're chowing down on Eggs Benedict, you're eating that Mary's Kitchen canned corned beef hash and that tall stack of steaming hot pancakes dripping with butter and maple syrup, go ahead, forget the, the sugar rush and the, the calories, and just enjoy it. Just tell them... Pastor Calvin tell you it's okay, and you're obeying Jesus' command to just come and eat breakfast. 
Here, Jesus is modeling for us. People feel loved when we ask them, have you eaten yet? This comes from our culture. I remember my own mother, whenever I went back home, instead of saying, how are you? She never failed to greet me by asking, have you eaten yet? It's the Asian love language. And that's how we often care for each other, through food. And we see this over and over again in the scriptures. Even Jesus, early in his ministry, fed the 5,000 with bread and fish. One of Jesus' first miracles was changing wine from water. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus was having an intimate meal with his 12 disciples in the upper room and instituted the Lord's Supper with the simple elements of bread and wine, which we continue to celebrate today as his followers. Not only did Jesus show hospitality by providing food, my second observation here is that he showed us his love by having a fire for his disciples on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Verse 9 says, When they, the disciples, landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. So fire, we all know, is good for cooking, but it's also good for keeping you warm. Uh, A few years ago, Terry, my wife, and I had the good opportunity and the blessing to travel to the Middle East. And we had a chance to travel into Israel and to visit the Holy Land and to walk where Jesus walked. And we had a chance one morning to visit the Sea of Galilee to watch the sunrise. And it was kind of an amazing experience to worship on the Sea of Galilee on a boat and see the sunrise singing praise songs with a group of people that we were with. But I, I also remember that in the early morning to catch the sunrise, you know, it could be like 80 to 90 degrees later in the day at high noon. In the morning, it is really, really cold. So we were wearing heavy jackets and hoodies just to keep warm. So likewise, if the disciples were about to eat breakfast in our story timeline, it meant it likely was early in the morning and very cold. Jesus cared for his disciples by having a fire ready for them when they came back to shore after fishing. Plus, there's a deeper meaning of why Jesus had a fire going, going on shore. So here's a side note for those who like to study the Bible. There are descriptions in the scripture that are not to be glossed over too, too quickly. Look for a reason why God would include such details. Now, the author is John, and he could have just said a fire was burning. But he instead says there were coals burning. The smell of coals burning is very memorable and unmistakable. And right now, you're probably noticing the charcoals burning behind me, and that smell is probably making you all hungry. Imagine Peter smelling that charcoal smoke and triggering memories of him denying his Lord earlier. If you remember, in John chapter 18, it is recorded when Jesus was arrested and taken to the high priest for questioning, Peter was waiting outside, and a servant girl noticed Peter and said to Peter, aren't you a person that was with Jesus? 
And Peter happened to be standing with some of the other servants and officials around a warm fire, and the scripture says, burning coals. And trying to save his own skin, denied he knew Jesus. After seeing Jesus later crucified and buried in the tomb, Peter was likely in shock and in deep despair, despair, thinking that the Lord Jesus was dead. So feeling lost, Peter went back to something very familiar for, in his life. Peter went fishing. And Jesus took that moment to reappear in front of him. Now imagine the emotions Peter was feeling. On the one hand, he was overjoyed that Jesus was alive. But on the other hand, he was feeling extreme guilt and shame for denying him three times. And that charcoal smoke kind of brought those bad memories back into his head. Jesus does something for Peter, which in the whole scheme of things is probably the most important thing. So far in this passage, Jesus loved his disciples by providing food and fire. And finally, my third observation is that Jesus provided fellowship by restoring his relationships with the disciples, but more importantly, especially in the case of Peter, forgiving him for his betrayal. John chapter 21, verses 15 to 17 says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time. Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all these things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. We all know that Jesus came to heal the sick and the broken. People broken just like Peter right now. And in these verses that I just read, Jesus loved Peter by healing him spiritually and relationally even after he had betrayed him. That's the kind of Lord we have in Jesus. Here, we come and see God's love for people. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is God's invitation to any one of us that is sick and broken, to be restored back into God's family. And that's good news. And you know what else is good news? For me, food is so healing. Last weekend, some of us from the church, we went fishing. We went out of Southern California, out of San Diego, and we went tuna fishing. And it was an overnight trip, so it was a long two days. When we got back to the docks, it was late. And we were tired, we were sore, but we were also hungry. So being exhausted and tired, we did the most convenient and quickest, quickest thing to do because it was a Saturday night. All the restaurants were booked out for an hour wait, and so we couldn't wait an hour to get served. So we went fast food. Now, don't judge us. Don't uh, 
criticize us, but you got to imagine those double doubles and those greasy French fries was so satisfying. It really hit the spot, especially when you're tired and exhausted and hungry. And it must admit healing to our sore bones and muscles. Before dealing with spiritual needs, Jesus often first took care of physical needs of people who came to him. Like the examples of the bread and the fish at the miraculous feeding of the hungry crowds that came to hear Jesus teach. Jesus gave physical food for the body first before giving spiritual food for the soul. And this is something that we often say at our church. People don't care what you know until they know you care. Going back to our story, Jesus cared by feeding his disciples breakfast. And in verses 15 to 17, after they had finished eating, Jesus addressed a very important and necessary issue, and that's the healing of Peter. He asked Peter three times this question, do you love me? Each time Peter answered, yes, I love you. And Jesus responded to him by telling him to feed my sheep. He reminded Peter of his calling to be a fisher of men and restored him to be sent out to share the good news of Jesus. Important to note here, why did Jesus ask Peter if Peter loved him? Because Jesus loves the church so much. He only wants people who love him to take care of his sheep, the church. Today, we are gathered together to worship. And before we feed you all, let me ask you this one basic, simple question. Do you love Jesus? Now, first, for those who may not have ever answered a question for themselves, let me ask this question. Do you want to love Jesus? Let me encourage you by saying that Jesus loves you. And please consider his invitation to come and see and begin your journey with him. For those who do love Jesus, if you do, then let Jesus, then allow Jesus to lead your life and follow his instruction that the one he gave to Peter, the same one he gave to Peter, is go and feed his sheep. So in response to God's word today, think about who God is asking you to reach out to and ask them, have you eaten yet? Then seize the opportunity to feed them, to show Christian hospitality. And through your fellowship over a meal, through your words and your actions, introduce them to the God that loves them. First John chapter 4, verse 19 gives this truth. We love because he loved us first. Jesus invites us to come and see. Today, we invite you to come and eat. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son Jesus, whose sacrifice on the cross paid the ransom for our sins, giving us the chance to be reconciled back into your family. We are forever grateful and celebrate today. Bless the food that we are about to enjoy. It is a sign of your abundant love for us. I pray this in the most precious name of Jesus. Amen.